You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie Vallejo, and I am here today with Christy Williams um, and our guest. Sounds Christy. so official the way you said that. <laughs> Williams. I try. I don't feel like I sound that different every time, but sometimes, sometimes I think I do. Uh-huh. Well, we haven't done this for you a little bit. You could be on your second cup of coffee. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just my first really big cup big of coffee. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what I need. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, Christy, I guess you have our opening. I have a thought question. because I came across this word today, and I come across words a lot, and they linger with me, and so then I kind of do dives into them. But the word fortitude. Oh, fortitude, like endurance. Well, there's different ways I'm realizing of yes, a courageous endurance. It is mentioned in the Bible most often in conjunction with our faith in Christ Jesus. So are you impressed with my synonym ability just That was then? good, yeah. Okay, Well, you're good you. with words, so you're smart. Well, that See, depends. I'm not. I always <laughs> have to be like, Google fortitude. <laughs> you can just come up with it. I can't do that. <laughs> so, but I was intrigued. Like, that's a word that you don't hear often. Fortitude, you don't hear that much at all. But, unless I mean, you're reading Bible. it in a book. Right. But then, like, the Bible talks about it. I'm trying to find the, the Bible verse that I was in this morning. Um and I just thought, that's a word that endurance, right? And we're in a time when so many people mm. are struggling with their faith and the questions and bad things are happening and friends getting cancer, friends dying of cancer, babies dying. Mm. And it's kind of like, oh, fortitude is a good word that we should be using to to help us get through these horrible times. And so that's my thought of the day. That's my your word. Thought of the day. My word mm-hmm. for the day is fortitude. Wait, that's a good idea to have a word for the day. I know. We can be I smarter. have them all the time. Yeah. Recently, it was authority. That took me a whole week to process. Authority. Authority. Because somebody used it in a way that well I was like, and, yeah. I think you used that wrongly. Oh. And so then I had to go in the Bible and figure out how do I view authority, and it was a eye-opening amazing thing and it was great because even at times when i don't i think about it i ponder it it comes up in radio not the word authority but words that i'm thinking about it'll come up on a song or somebody a preacher will talk about it but then the other day larry came in the office and i was doing my bible study getting ready for revelation larry comes in and was like what is it on your mind and i was like oh let me tell you authority and he was like oh i didn't know this is where this conversation was gonna go <laughs> i was like well i needed somebody you to verbally process him. with me so thank you larry it was good but fortitude is the word of the day. Fortitude is the word of the day. Mm-hmm. So what, when you're thinking of fortitude, how are you thinking? Because you, I, like you said, I thought endurance, but you're even saying courageous endurance, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, even courage doesn't mean you're not scared. It just means you move forward with what you need to do the right thing, even if you're scared, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So how do you develop fortitude? That's what's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, so... We can talk about the lack of it all we want, mm-hmm. but if we don't know what we're doing to get it, then we're kind of stuck just focusing on our lack of it, right? No, I think, right, as believers, you need courage when you need courage in a hard time. So if you peel it back, when are you going to need to have fortitude, cur- courageous endurance? Um, 
But like Hebrews 12 says, it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. Where to go? Sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? So there's that aspect of it. There's another one that I really. Oh, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. And so often do we go, this is weird. Why is this happening to me? Like, this is not fair. This is not right. God is a good God. But it's never more like, why happen. not you is what you're saying, because it's going to happen to everybody. He's pretty Especially much saying. Especially Christians. Yeah, it's going to happen. Like, it may never happen to a non-believer. Their yeah. life might be amazing, because they are no threat to Satan. Hmm. But we're all made in the image of God. And then once you make that decision to be a Christ follower, a disciple, then you're going to have arrows. That's why you have the armor of God. Oh, this came because this morning I was reading about the helmet of salvation. Oh, yeah. And I was very intrigued on the way the helmets were back in the day and how Paul wrote about it. Essentially that anything that hit your head, they would take this knife and that's what they would come at your head with. And if you didn't have that helmet, that's why he said helmet of salvation, because mm-hmm. salvation is a gift. And that's what Satan wants you to doubt and to move away from. And so you have to put on that helmet of salvation. It took me a long time to get to the ori- origination of me thinking about that. Of the fortitude. The fortitude, but that's where it came from. That's yeah. awesome. I know. Well, so thank fortitude. you. Mm-hmm. So that's the word of the day, people. That, that is the word, the word of, the of the day. day. Fortitude. <laughs> fortitude. Awesome. Move through your day with fortitude. Courageous endurance. Yay. Because it's going to come your way. You're going to need fortitude. Yes. At some point in time. Mm-hmm. And even if today is an easy day, maybe today is a day that you can shore up. Yeah. Build, build up on the fortitude. Yes. Don't like, take don't it easy. Wait. Don't be yeah. like, woo, I don't, don't have wait to do Don't wait things are hard to, yeah. to work on. That's right. That's good. fortitude. Mm-hmm. Start now. Start now. All right. So we have a special guest today. Oh, and Christy's going to introduce her. We've known her for a long time. We can she both introduce friend. her. How did you we meet can. her? Oh, this is funny. Okay, good. Okay. We didn't plan this question. I didn't even know I was going to ask that question. I don't even remember if Kate remembers this. So we first came to this church when my youngest, so Isabella, was eight weeks old. So that was 16 and a half-ish years ago, right? And when we came was right as the old children's person was leaving. Okay? And so Very Kate was the preschool. there, children's person. Well, it was a woman at that time. And then there was a guy before me. And then, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. I don't know why I did that. Non-gender specific. But the director of children's ministry. She was leaving. And um, we'd only been here, I think, at this point, maybe two or three weeks. But we knew the Lindigs really well. We were friends with them already. Um, and so one Sunday morning, um, I, we were listening to kind of the needs of the church and the children's minister, our director had left, and um, they'd said they needed people to help with VBS. So, because we had VBS, and so this is like April-ish, right? And we have VBS coming. And Kay is the preschool person. We're about to talk about Kay. Um, <laughs> just, we haven't mentioned her name yet, Kay Barker. But she's the preschool person now over everything by herself. And so I go, I go up to her because we had decided at this point we were staying at First Baptist. And so, Do you remember this happening, Kay? Not really. Okay, <laughs> okay this is so fun. So I go this up to good. Kay at the end of service. I said, hey, Kay, um, like my I hear you. Debbie. My name's Debbie. Um, I know the Lindigs really well or whatever. I know Emery. Um, just let me know if you need what you need help with VBS and Sunday mornings because we've decided we're going to stay. We're going to plant here. Da, da, da. She's like, OK, so I'm nice to meet you. We talk for a bit and then I turn to leave. And all of a sudden she looks at me. She goes, wait a minute. 
can you direct third grade VBS? Oh, yes! <laughs> can you direct? And I looked at her and go, sure! Like this. I had no idea. Zero. Because I had never You're not directed a for VBS or though? Like- I was, I grew up with it, but I hadn't done it in a okay. long time. Yeah. Right? I didn't, we didn't have kids, and yeah. I was a teacher. And so we had actually been working with college student ministry in our previous church. So mm-hmm. I had not done VBS as a teacher. And so... I remember going up to Anne Marie later, uh, right after that, and we were leaving and go, oh, Kay asked me to direct VBS. What is that? <laughs> or direct third grade VBS. What is that? And Anne Marie looked at me and just busted out laughing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> she was like, you said yes, and you don't even know what it is. I was like, well, she said she needed it. So, no, what do I do? Yeah. And she fine. was fourth grade that year in the gym. It was back when we had our little, cor- we were that. in the one little section. Mm-hmm. And um, so I remember running because Kay was in a different building, and I remember running to Emory all the time. What do I? Okay, right. help me with this. Help yeah. me with this. Help me with this. But that's how I met Kay. Can you direct that's third grade awesome. VBS? Um, uh, <laughs> I just have the gift of discernment. She'll be good. <laughs> She'll be great. She'll be great. So and that's who's I with am. us. This is Kay Barker. Yes, preschool director. Preschool director here at First Baptist. And Frisco. you know her from outside church, even. Yes. First, how did because you, yeah. our boys were in preschool together. And that's how we got to know each other, right? Mm-hmm. Preschool, yeah, yes. Yeah, for years. Creighton and Barron. Yeah, a couple years together. Mm-hmm. And then they go to school together, too. Yes, because yeah. I remember thinking, like, realizing, who here goes to, Ro- who's going to go to Rogers? Mm-hmm. And it was like an instant, like, yes, great, friends. Aww. And they totally bonded. Like, they're yeah. still best, they're best buds. Best today. It's awesome. Aww, Creighton just so knows fun. he can call. He'll even, Creighton will even call Kay and be like, can I come over? <laughs> like that's how comfortable Creighton is with like yeah she'll say yes oh and he even has clothes at her house because yeah, he, he doesn't always to... pack all of his clothes so his and Baron's <laughs> huge and Creighton is smaller so it's like here no more clothes for Baron let's just put him in Creighton's drawer yeah, yeah the Barker boys grow very tall yeah a funny so. story about Kay though is I'll never forget when Creighton did spend the night over there and she was like Christy I Creighton was in the shower and he was washing his body, and she hands him, like, a washcloth. And Creighton looks at her like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we don't use washcloths in our house. Like, no. I don't. I just don't do that. I don't put uh, socks. I don't pair socks together, and we don't do washcloths. And we don't do Kleenex. I don't buy Kleenex. You want to know what cured me of washcloth so forever? What? Was doing camp with kids and seeing all the washcloths. Everywhere. On the ground, in the dirt. And I was uh-huh. like. Never, Never, I can't. Mm-hmm. This grosses me. Uh-huh. And Kate was just <laughs> like, "Oh, wash y'all don't again. know what washcloths are." And I was like, "We no. are clean, Kay. <laughs> we clean our body. There is a way to clean without we, a washcloth." It was great. I love it. So, yeah. Kay, welcome to Noisy Narrative. You, you are so the preschool director for and Frisco First clean. Baptist, and she's yes, very, very clean because she uses a washcloth. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do y'all use loofahs now? Those we use those like because they're easy to um, clean and. But I've heard they have so much bacteria in them that I won't even buy those. I don't really. I mean, oh, the boys I like them because they said so, but oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't like them that much. So yeah, the whatever. But yeah, I'm okay. just. I'm a bleach queen. So those dirty washcloths get all bleached no, out. That's no problem. <laughs> so. Okay, so let's circle back. You've been here for 20 years. We just celebrated your 20, years. 20 year anniversary. Yes. Were you here before you were on staff? Um, yeah, I was probably here just a few months though. We we were here maybe a year before um, they snagged you before pastor actually got here and i mean that's when i first met chuck was i was doing vbs and he was actually doing a tour of the facility 
And um, I guess he remembered me because I had no idea who he was because I was knee-deep in VBS with two-year-olds. And then um, whenever they hired him, he circled back and then he brought me on staff. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been awesome. here ever since. Yeah, no, 20, 20 years. 20-year anniversary. So tell us the journey. How did Kay Barker get here? Tell us. Give us some information some about information. you that people may not know. You're a mom to three boys. Mom to three boys. Married to Jason for Married how many to years? Jason for 27 years. I think it'll be 28 years in December. Mother-in-law's Margaret Mother-in-law Barker. Is Margaret. She goes to Grandma. church with us. Um, Where'd how, you grow up? I grew up in a very small community of 515 people called oh, wow. Nome, Texas. And... Um, we, my mom has five brothers and sisters. So in our family, there was always infants around. Somebody always had a baby. Mm. And so um, being around little ones was always extremely natural to me. It just was something that um, we just kind of gravitated to each other, I guess. So you even say that to today, though. Oh, You're even like, give today. me a baby any day. Yeah, I do not want day. high school kids. Yeah. I, oh, we, call, like we call Kay the baby whisperer. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know like, why. nobody can get a room full of screaming toddlers and two year olds calm down faster than I don't know why. Kay it's just kind of like a, a little <laughs> yeah. gift yeah, that God has awesome. given to me. Um, yeah. And then whenever I was in high school, I. Um, I wanted a job after school, and so um, there was a daycare center in the local uh, neighboring community, and so I worked there for um, my sophomore through senior year in high school. Then after that, I just could not bear to leave it. I absolutely loved what I was doing. I was so passionate about it. So whenever I went to school, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a teacher, but rearrange my schedule so that I could work on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from six to six, and I would go to school all days on all day on Tuesday and Thursday, hmm. um, so that I could um, be with um, be with the kids and work. So I just I loved it. There was just something about me that loved that. So little did I know at that time, the Lord was just totally preparing me for what I do today. Mm-hmm. And and you don't notice things like that until um, you know twenty years later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. And I think it's great. She's getting teary-eyed if you can't hear. But I think it's we always get teary-eyed when we're able to look back at our life and see where God's brought us. I think yeah. it's, I mean, how do you not yeah. get teary-eyed about it? It's amazing. All those little tools you didn't know you'd need in your no, job. I, yeah. never know. I think that happens. I mean, who does? Who yeah. like, takes the job that they have when they're a sophomore in high school yeah. and carries it throughout their lifetime? Yes, exactly. And to me, I think it's a blessing. Yeah. yeah well, and sweet. you're at a point, like Barron is going into eighth grade. You're at a point where your boys are getting older that you have the capacity to look back mm-hmm. and reflect. Yeah. Because when you're raising kids, you don't, you can't yeah. look back and reflect, but you hit okay. a... Yeah, because it's kind of yeah. a blur. It and is. And then all of a sudden yeah, you get to a life and you're like, it's oh. such a blur. I'm like, yeah. holy cow, yes. they were babies. Yes. And I enjoyed my time with them as Absolutely. babies, you know, but... Um, it's just sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a blur. And so, I mean, today, young moms, I just, you know, people say it's kind of a cliche. Oh, don't wish that away. Or, you know, you're going to want that back. But wow. Yeah. It's so real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't so wish it away. Enjoy sure. it. So let's transition. Talk to us about how you and Jason met. How do it's, <laughs> it's a good story. It is a great well, story. It's, well, it's fun. It's, it's a fun fine story. Let's take it. Right back to that daycare center that okay. I was working at. Yes, let's go there. So um, at that daycare center, it has a lot to do with my life, I guess. Um, <laughs> there was a there was a child there that I absolutely adored. Um, he bit everybody. 
to the point where some of the kids would even bleed. Like he, oh he was just a biter. And I absolutely adored this child. I mean, other people would just roll their eyes sometimes, just like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do with him? I loved that child with my entire being. And, um, funny thing is one day I'm just sitting there and said, oh my gosh, if God would only give me this child's name. And I was like, wow. I mean, what I would do for a kid like this. Mm-hmm. And the, the directors would look at me and be like, okay, are you insane? <laughs> like, no, I love this baby. I love him. I love him. And little did I know that he had an uncle. And then, um, I was really good friends with the family and, um, you know, every day his mother would come in and say, how was he today? And I would just be like, oh, he had a great day. Just a few bites. He had a, he had a great day. <laughs> only or, two. Or only two day. today. Or, oh, one bite today. It was great. You know, and then, uh, you know, the other end of this, I'm so sorry your child got bitten today. Yeah. We were really working hard. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just this balancing act that I mm. did every single day, it seemed mm. like. But um, anyway, loved this little boy, loved him with all my heart and all my soul and um one day i was just like oh if god would give me a child like that uh you know i would just love him so much and like i said little did i know that this child had a uncle and then one day this uncle comes in to pick him up and actually he had had a very good day so i was praising the kid you know telling his uncle what a great day he had and um lo and behold the next day the uncle called me back and asked me out on a date (laughs) 28 years later, we're married with three children, <laughs> and I, too, have now three of those little angel rascals. babies. Did any of your yeah. boys bite like that little um, rascal kid? No, they didn't. Okay. I, 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 you nipped I'm that real fast. They challenged you I'm in other areas. Say, yeah, they challenged me in other areas. So, um, But I nipped, nipped those things in the bud really fast. Yeah. So anyway, so that's just, you know, so we met at the daycare center. That's awesome. Um, where I worked and... Um, while I was in school, and then, um, you know, So now you have one, your oldest is um, finished up his master's degree mm-hmm. and is now moved and is off living his best life in another state, and another which state. I do not like. I'm just yeah, going to say I don't, I, don't, I don't like it. No, I'm no, sure. I, I, I know. That's, gotta, that's hard. That's hard. And then second one is um, at U of A, University yes. of Arkansas, yes. and it'll be his sophomore year. Yep. And then you got your third, your baby. My baby that I um, love. Love so them all, eighth grade, eighth, eighth grade, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. and so um, he, he's still home for a little. Now, how does he do by himself now that his brothers are out? Because that's got to be hard. Yeah, he's a hermit. He is just like he um, is at that yeah. stage where I say, um, being you know, a boy mom, you kind of know this happens about seventh or eighth grade. They just kind of like go in this hole and yeah. they just kind of do their thing. And you got to dig them out every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, you have to dig them out every now and then. And then by the end of their freshman year beginning of their sophomore year they come back out again so you just have to navigate that that um I guess that alone time that they they feel like they need I don't know you just kind of have to navigate that for a few years and then which it's become more intense I feel like since gaming video games yeah, and all of there's yeah. options for them right to we be think they're lonely but I don't think they really don't think they're lonely at <laughs> no, all because yeah. they're either. playing with five of their friends mm-hmm. online you know in some group chat playing some video game at the same time so um you know don't particularly care for it but that's kind of where we are I guess in today's society and so like I said you just have to pull them out of that hole every now and then feed them feed them and 
Make sure they've then gone to the restroom in the last mouth, couple you days. Just push them back in the hole. Yeah, that's right. Come back <laughs> later. Today. That's right. That was enough. Go back to your <laughs> hole. We've seen it. We've had enough of you for for, <laughs> for the hour or the day. Try. Go on. We'll see you later. So, so funny. Anyway. So yeah. That's good. I love those. I love those stories. Um, I know. You story. are also over Mops and Moms Next here. Yes. Okay. So explain what Mops is and Moms Next. Mothers of preschoolers and mothers of the next school age kids, school age kids yeah. the next mm-hmm. phase of mops yes. which are groups um, that meet here a couple times a month right uh-huh. the mamas meet and we take care mm-hmm. of Kay and her team take care mm-hmm. of the kids and yes. the mamas and you don't have to go together. to church here so no. it's a great place to meet people mm-hmm. like if you've just moved to the state a lot of people or the city a lot of people yeah. will google like mops knowing i need somewhere to go that right. will take care of my kids that mm-hmm. will feed me breakfast and i can yes. sit i mean that was my happy place when i had three kids I think I've talked about this before. I remember mm-hmm. going to Mops in Dallas and putting my pagers back in the day when that you had was pagers. When you had pagers yeah. <laughs> and I would put all three of yeah. my pagers down and they would be like, okay, it's craft time. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that, but I'll sit here and watch y'all. Yeah. Because that's when they would do crafts. But it was so happy. <laughs> that was me and all the women's stuff. I was like, I will try the craft, but really I'm just going to talk to all of you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to sit here. So tell us about how Mops came around and give us some more because that's your passion and those moms yeah. are... Mops has been at this church since before I was here. Mm-hmm. So um, Ruth Green brought there Mops, was a, right? A, a group of ladies that um, kind of got together and um, did Mops here at the church. I think it was. Uh, it I formed mean, because they they were at a playground, right? We ever like talked that. about mm-hmm. this before? Not with, not was, on our podcast. I think I it think. was Ruth Green and some friends. Yeah, and they talked about mm-hmm. it. It's sitting on a playground. She yeah. told me the story, and that's mm-hmm. how it kind of so morphed. So kind of morphed into that, I guess. And then yeah. um, they got um, connected with uh, Mops and national at some point mm-hmm. um whenever i kind of took over mops um you know i mean it, it was happening like i said before but the numbers were kind of low and i think it was more of a just hey invite a friend to come or whatever and then i just it's such a great thing for young moms it, so it gives them a place to be um an opportunity to to kind of you know get away from their um, baby for a while yet be in the same building with them and what's and, cool, what I love about the structure of MOPS, and I didn't do MOPS um, when um, we came. It, like you said, it was kind of a smaller group, and I don't even know that I even ever knew about it. Um, but they have like a ta- – so you've got them divided up in tables, and at every mm-hmm. table is a group of young moms. But at that table is a mentor mom mm-hmm. and a grandmother, right? Well, it's a mentor mom kind of and then kind of a – that's kind of like a, a – I wouldn't necessarily call it a grandmother. Just I'm going to say a mentor mom. But then there's also a um, table leader. Okay, so who, the table leader and the mentor mm-hmm. mom. Yeah, so there are two women there who are very um, familiar with um, our church and um, what's going on and then just and structure. And structure yeah of the of what mops is and how it how it works and they so, they've been moms themselves right, right. so they, they can help and they're the through the preschool a lot of them up yes. their kids are older so they mm-hmm. can help these mamas mm-hmm. who may be overwhelmed i still quote in my head stuff. my mentor mom it's like Aww. the things that she said mm-hmm. but i'll just be like oh yeah she told me that okay do that yeah. do that yeah it's like it's almost like truth yes. like it's yes. gold like yeah. thank you i needed yeah. that yeah. It's okay I mean, it's if your awesome. kid doesn't wear a diaper to potty train. So what's the thing you love the most about preschool ministry? Like, MOPS is part of that, but just yeah, in overall, just, what's the thing you I love, just love the about fact that I get to ministry? be a, a part of teaching these children just such basic fundamentals of, um, of what it means to, to love Jesus and that Jesus loves you. Um, I know that's so, so simple, but um, wow. 
Yeah. I think about mm-hmm. how many kids I've held over the years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Lots. sang to, and it's just um, love it. Yeah. And through that, you're mentor, you're ministering to the moms, yeah, I mean, and you're showing the moms yeah. like this is how you can yeah. do this. I mean, he uses me. Yeah. God uses me. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. sweet. That is sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's humbling, it's so right? Humbling. To go, whoa! I would have never thought that. Anybody knows me, you know I get emotional. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I just that's okay. I'm so humbled by it, and it's, you know, sometimes I think it's just preschool, but then it's just preschool. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's so much more. You get them for five years. Yeah. And I just don't think people understand. Um, I mean, sometimes I mean, I mean, as a young mom. Sometimes I didn't understand it. I don't think people understand just how um, formative mm-hmm. those five, first five years are. I mean, everything that they are, everything they're going to be, nine times out of ten, is formed in those first five years. I mean, whether they're going to be a good person or not, sometimes it's just way you navigate that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's important. It's so, so important. And I just want people to know that. And. And more importantly than anything, you know, just the fact that we, um, you know, just get to be a part of the fact that, you know, Jesus loves you and and that there's something bigger than you, that Mm -hmm. there is a God and and he's for us. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just, like you said, I'm just very humbled by the fact that I get to do that. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, it's an incredibly important ministry of the church. It's not something people can forget about. Yeah, and I just, I just, you know. Sometimes I just don't know that even people realize it. Yeah, they don't think about it as much. Think, so how have you seen that? How have you seen preschool ministry change over the years? You've been doing this for twenty years. We said now mm-hmm. on staff. Well, I mean, so how have you just, seen it change? I mean, just things, things even like curriculum. We, I mean, people think. Um, I think our age, um, and maybe even a little older than us, they just say, "Okay, well, you know, I'm just dropping them off at Sunday school, and they're just going to go to Sunday school. They're going to color a page. They're going to." You know, they're going to, they might play with Play-Doh. They'll, oh, they'll have a snack. But, I mean, it's gotten to the point where the, crit- the curriculum is video-driven and we're meeting kids where they are in today's society. Because they do a lot of fun music. Yeah, and- we, I mean, we have a worship time. We have um, a video that mimics some of the, the cartoons and stuff that they watch every day on, you know, cable TV. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, uh, but it's all biblical. It's their, you know, it's all biblical. It's their Bible story. Now, I think it's extremely important that we still open up the Bible and read those stories to our kids so that they understand that what we're reading is God's Word mm-hmm. and that they see that and we model that to them. But it's just changing the fact that, you know, um, we do it through screens and technology and um, there's so many, it's multifaceted, you know, how many ways in which we try to um, communicate the message um, or their, their point of the day or whatever, just through um, different avenues. Well, and I think it's so important, like what you just said, that you're using modern day context, right, right to help to teach help. in a way, in a medium that the kids are going to understand and love. Right. At the same time, you're opening scripture, you're discussing God's words. So you can say, okay, see what you saw there on the screen or see what you're singing yeah. about. That's here That's in God's word. Says. So this is not like a Disney movie you're watching, right? right? right. This and, is not, right. this actually comes from truth. Right. We've just chosen to show right. it to you in a way right. that's fun and engaging, but hey, yes. let's connect it to biblical text. And right. I do think sometimes when 
we forget with the younger kids, like mm. with the preschoolers, that that's just as important. We think, oh, it won't matter. They're going to watch yeah. it here, uh-huh. the Bible. But it's what you're saying is that you have to do it all. Mm-hmm. You have to layer it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you can't just, it can't just be like, okay, we're going to open this Bible. We're going to read this Bible story to you. Okay. Ask a few questions. Let them color a page and move on. Like, it's so much more than that. I mean, we just try to really um, connect it to things that happen in their little lives. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how does how does this story, how does that, when you're at home, you know, we'll give them an example of, you know, you know, being nice or sharing or whatever. And then well, what does the Bible say about that? And we really try to turn that around so that even the youngest kids can see that, you know, the Bible, you know, is, is meaningful to them as well. It's not just something that's out there. And, and just those little baby steps that, have, um, that there's stories there and that this is what God would have us do, I think are um, just major, major um, milestones that our youngest kids need to be learning. That's so, so. cool. And, how, and so you have to engage with parents too. How have you seen families change over the years? Like the things that they um, that are going well, the things they're struggling with, the things that mm-hmm. like how have you seen um, you know, culture impact to that, yeah. everything. Sometimes I think um, with with young parents, especially especially through mobs, um, the Bible stories and the things that the kids are learning while they're in our care, um, some of the moms who may not necessarily um, be believers or they're just here because they um, you know, want to find a group of moms, I would say. Because um, MOPS is an outreach, an like outreach. Christy said before. Yeah. You don't have to attend You don't have to be church a church here. To, mm-hmm, you know, I just think go. that, you know, as they start seeing those papers coming home or those little Bible stories and things like that, uh, you know, I've had moms say, I think I, I think I need to learn more about the Bible if y'all are going to be teaching that to my kid. Um, what do I need to do? How, how do I get involved? And where do I start? So I've just seen so many moms come to Christ from you know just saying you know I, I didn't get this as a child or I wasn't raised mm. um, in a Christian home or there was no religion whatsoever in our home whatever and um, they just want to know a little bit more about it simply because their kids are seeing it or are being taught and they want to know more about it that way and little do they know it's mm. going to be the most important decision they've ever made mm. and that's cool so yeah and then one more question in my list of ministry questions um what's the hardest thing about ministry oh the you hardest don't have thing to name names no. No, <laughs> no the hardest thing about ministry sometimes what is the is hardest just, thing um you know it, it, it can be extremely um taxing and emotional sometimes in good ways sometimes not in good ways um and what do you mean by that? Like well, you, just, you like you like, take your job home with you, kind of. So, thing? Yeah, sometimes you you take it home with you, or you, um, you know, you you'll struggle with feelings, like, and you're like, I really want to feel this way, but you know, like, Lord, that's not the way you would have me feel. And so, um, whether it be a person or an event or things that maybe you don't necessarily agree with the way it's being done. And sometimes you just, I mean, I guess that's in any job, but even more so in the ministry, you just kind of have to be like, okay. There's a way to in a ministry that I think is different. My husband and I talk about that all the time. It's just, you know, you just have to be like, okay, and just pray through it. And just hopefully God will reveal some things to you in that and stretch you a little bit to better understand why it's happening or um, maybe even a better way to 
to handle it to even if you think you're super right you know uh, you know um, a way to just I guess direct yourself so that maybe someone else will see your point or your your uh, reasons why mm. but I mean as far as um, the emotional side of it I, I often tell people it's it is the hardest yet the most rewarding job you know a person could have I think just because of the emotional side of it so yeah for sure anyway. But then the, the upside emotions are really, really good. You get, so, I do think in ministry you get mm-hmm. really, mo- like yeah, you said, high highs, for lack of a better word, and, and low, low lows. lows. Like it's, yeah. there are some very deep valleys, some yeah. very high mountains yeah. that you watch in people's lives, you know, and I think you're right. I think in ministry yeah. that and can you just be. Have to, you, it's really hard sometimes, but you have to find a way to kind of unplug yourself sometimes. Yeah. How and do you do that? How do you unplug? What do you do? Uh, I'm you take guys notes. like to travel. Take I'm not, I'm she not, likes. She travels yeah, too. Yeah. But like on a day to day basis, like what do you? She do? drinks Dr Pepper. I drink a lot <laughs> of Dr Pepper. I love Dr Pepper. I don't know. I don't know that I'm good at it. Okay. What do you mean? You're not like that. That's a great answer. I just I don't know that you know. Or you haven't figured it out yet. I haven't. I just. I mean, you know, you just kind of like. Do you watch shows? I think you're that's not a an reader. So, like, do you, you, watch, you watch I shows, though? Yeah, Kate and I laugh about that. Yeah. I'm a major reader. She's a major I mean, not. But y'all <laughs> watch movies. Yeah, we do. Like, we'll watch movies. You, you like or to shop. Sports. Yeah, sports. A lot, sports. Of, a lot of things are my, my kids. I find. Yeah, but you also like to shop and decorate, too. Yeah. You're really good at those I things. Like to be creative. Creative. Yeah. Now, is that unplugging for you? Because that's work for yeah. me. So, that's unplugging. That would be unplugging for me. There's times it's unplugging for me. Yeah. But decorating and all that stuff is unplugging for you. It's very unplugging for me. Me. Like okay. she's super emotionally health, healthy from October to January. Because yeah. she's got, got Thanksgiving, the- Halloween, <laughs> Christmas. Oh, yes, and my house she's is decorated so busy. for every single it's so holiday. Great. She's already yeah. taken one down, putting one up. Uh, yeah, I get picking up stuff from Hobby Lobby, taking it back. Yeah, January uh-huh. to March is kind of a no. Oh, yeah. There's nothing to decorate for. You don't do spring. East, well, Easter. You so do Easter. You go. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of a dull yeah. moment from yeah. from December to April. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, whenever you know Easter falls. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. So, I'll, so you're not sure you're good at it on a day to day basis. Who's yeah, good at it yourself. though? Are you good at it? No, I don't think I'm good at That's, it. That's you're doing women's ministry right now. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> because like I think it's there's I think there's such a weight to ministry in a way that you it takes special people to manage a lot of different minute like. I don't know. It takes our focus. I've really been like more convicted about that. Like I hear what Kay's saying about just being here, the same spot for 20 years, planning roots, being involved in ministry in your church with people you love. So you're watching their lives. You're watching sometimes people you really care about hurt. Mm -hmm. You're watching people you care about have amazing life experiences. You know, you get to know them really well. So I feel like for... Me, like you're right. I, I don't, I think it's hard to unplug from that when mm-hmm. people you know and you love are hurting and you've invested a lot in this family. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, it's hard to go home and not think about it. You're praying about it all the right. time. It's a part of or something like, will happen and time. you'll just stop and you just start praying for yeah. them. And you're or and, even mistakes I've made. Yeah. There's been mistakes I've made that have yeah. weighed heavy on me mm-hmm. that I've had to come back and apologize for and ask yes. forgiveness yes. for. And, I've had to do that too. Yeah, because yeah. again, these are people you love and you care yeah. about. You haven't said the right thing or you haven't. Yeah. So I do. I just think, and people, I mean. And you're, you're constantly, like I find myself, like if I give somebody a piece of advice or um, 
you know, somebody will say something and I'm just like, they caught me at the wrong time or, you know, and you're just like, oh, dear God, why did I just say that? And then you just have to like let it resonate with you and with them for a while, you know, and then the next day you have to circle back and say, hey, I just may not have, you know, I feel what I, I know what I said is, is true and I feel that way, but I may not have presented it exactly I the way. I still remember when. Um, it, it probably should have been presented to you. Yeah, and you said you that to, to me one to time. You on your sword. You know, yeah. you have to be able to. Yeah. I mean, because these, and the, the thing is, these people are your friends, some of them, you know, exactly. I mean, or a lot of them. And you just, I don't know. So you, I just, sometimes I just feel like you're always on call. Mm-hmm. You're always on call because. Yes, they're your friend, but yes, they're a church member. Yes, they're, you know, they're of your community. You just, so I think with ministry, you're just always on call, it seems like. Well, and I remember we were talking in the, this way, you said that to me one time because somebody came to talk to us in the office. Because you, Kay and I, for those of you guys listening that weren't here for a while, we shared office space for like two years. Mm -hmm. The first couple of years I was here, shared our staff. I mean, we were packed together. Like I look at our different spaces now and I'm like, how on earth did we do? That. it's insane we grew it daddy we, we did it. <laughs> we grew it is that what we did <laughs> so you know now we're in separate spaces but somebody came into the office and i have no idea who it was i don't remember because um you know there was some transition the first few months we had gone through some up and downs of ministry with people before you know i came on staff or whatever but um somebody came in because they had changed something they had done in their life because of something i had said and I remember looking at Kay after going, like, they left, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And you looked at me and go, that's why. Yeah, we have to be careful about how we speak, about our words. We have to measure them. We have to weigh them because – and I remember going, that is when it hit me. Oh, my gosh, they lit – like, <laughs> they listen to, <laughs> to what we say, and, and our families here put – they – they ask us questions and they really want answers that will help. Mm-hmm. And then pointing them to the gospel is so important. But there were times when I'm like, I realized I didn't do that well. Mm. Like I forgot, I did not point them to Jesus, point them to a savior. Well, instead I pointed them to what I thought would be good solutions. And anyway, um, I remember the first year, it was helpful to be in office together, I felt like, because it was I was new and you'd been doing this for a few years and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was helpful to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I we had that conversation yeah. one time because I was, um, yeah, and I grew up in the church. I, my dad was in ministry, you know. But it's and different I, when it's you're on different. staff and people are coming to you. So when different. You grow up, you watch your parents do it. Mm-hmm. So different. And then when people want your thoughts or your opinions. It's and there's stuff I didn't know until I was older about what my parents went through with ministry well, yeah, right you don't know tell you everything no. totally Absolutely. which is smart don't tell your kids everything <laughs> oh, don't, no. don't do that <laughs> don't do that so it's funny yeah. you say that because i'm remembering yeah. that story now in the so it's just know. always in the back of my mind like, yeah you know i just try to always be so conscious of what i say to people because yeah. i don't want them to to react because of something i said and it'd be wrong yeah you know so you just have yeah. to be really so if you make a mistake it's okay to call the next day, let mm-hmm. it soak in the next day to say, hey, just make sure that we're all on the same page here. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to, you know, mm-hmm. make some rash decision because of a few words I may have or may not have said. Mm. So That's good. And it's okay to say sorry. Yeah. Watch your words. <laughs> okay. We're going to wrap this podcast yeah. up with some lightning round questions for you. Oh, Lord. Okay. Go. Ready? <laughs> what is the last show that you binge watched and loved? 
that you can mention I on this podcast. I don't remember <laughs> names of shows. Oh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. That's we, a good one. We um, went back and watched the whole We thing. recorded the entire season, and we watched the entire season from start to finish. Oh, how fun. We try to do a 30-minute funny every night before we go to bed. Oh, I love and that. And so that was, um, that was our that, uh, How I Met Your Mother. Funny. Okay. So, how I yeah. Met Her. Okay. What is something that people often get wrong about you? Uh, I love this question. Mm. Come on, be honest. Sometimes What's the first thing? I think people think I'm really tough and I'm softer than I am. Yes, that's good. I love that. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. They think you're really it. tough, but you're actually softer. Uh-huh. I, I am tough. Don't get that. Don't well, go yeah, because she'll For beat sure. you up in a back alley. <laughs> Kay's like, don't mess with me. I will beat you up. I don't no, that's how you size people yeah. up. That's what it was. Where were we? Where were you talking about this? She was like, oh, that's how I size them up, Christy. Can I beat them up in the back alley? And I was like, shut up. Like, Did you really? It's like, I'm like always like thinking. Like, it's just weird. Like, uh-huh. um, like if it's like. How tough are they really? If you're walking down the street, you know, and you kind of see someone, you're like. Okay. Should I pass them or should I hang back? back Like, like, is that person? (laughs) Can I beat them up in the dark alley? Or is that person? You know, like, what's going on? And I'm thinking, can I take them? That's always my thing. If I had to, could I take them? So not break the nail, but that's okay. You know, I try to be tough. She's got some pretty intense nails going on. She may not break it down. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, my biggest pet. peeve. Ooh, when kids don't use washcloths. She has so, so many. many. <laughs> I have so many pet peeves. Um, um, so top two. Oh, goodness. Unmade, First one that comes to mind. Unmade beds. When okay. you get out of bed in the morning, you should make, make your, your bed. bed. Oh, That's it's right. a pet peeve if you don't, if they yeah, don't make if their bed. Don't make your bed. Okay. That's, That's a, a great peeve. book, too. Um, and then um, another pet peeve. You don't have to come oh, up with two. Oh, geez. Children with snotty noses. Nothing drives Nothing. me crazy. Okay. You're like, like what? You that will, poor baby's nose. You will never and suck have a, a child leave the nursery <laughs> with, a snotty with, with a snotty nose if they walk by me. I do I, find it interesting that parents can let snot just drip I from a kid. I cannot stand a children with a snotty nose or, okay. or a dirty face. And another one, one fat, little yeah. kids with dirty glasses. Oh, I have to clean a lot of glasses at camp because that's one of mine too. Because I can't stand my, I'm I always rip them off mine. of their face yes. and say, "Come here, yes. honey." You'll and let gently me take it take off, off of their, of their face because you're right. so kind, I'm so kind. and yes. sweet. Like, right? come here quickly. <laughs> come here quickly and let's get those glasses clean. <laughs> that's right. that's I just, good. I just think it's horrible when little kids have fingerprints all over their glasses. They live with it all the time. They just forget. I don't think people. Whereas you didn't when they were little. Your kids didn't have glasses, right? No, but like. I just cannot, yeah. I cannot okay. take. I love that. Little kids with dirty glasses. Okay. You're a ghost at your funeral. What do you hope people say about you? Mm. And you cannot say she was a good and faithful servant. Or uh, she loved Jesus because we know that already. Uh, Both those things. Let's see. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I hope that they say she left a legacy. She left uh, a legacy. Oh, she's tearing oh, up I love again. that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. And Wipe your eyes. I got her. one more question for you. That's good. You have. You already have, and you're still here. And Larry was talking about that the other day. He was like, people need to realize you're a living legacy. Like, you don't have to die to ensure your legacy. You can be a living legacy. And I thought, that is so good. That That is is good. good. We should be a living legacy. Larry, he's got good ones. He's got good ones. He does. Okay, the noisy narrative is about, which is the name of this podcast. Um, (laughs) In case you didn't didn't know. know. The noisy narrative is about cutting through the noise and getting to the heart of the matter. So what is your narrative right now? Kind of like a fill in the blank. Instead of noisy narrative, you would say blank narrative. Um, 
This is a really good question. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Instead of no, when I would name this podcast? No, what about your life? life? Where is your life for this phase of life? life you're was in? the podcast oh, that was blank today. What would, would you on say? This day. Oh, it would be the busy narrative, I guess. Because busy, I just feel good. like with my kids being in two separate states and one being here at home, I just, yeah. and I just have a desire to see my children more often than mm-hmm. most, probably. I love it. I do too. Oh, yeah. I think it's great. Good answers. Thank you. That was so fun. Yeah. Oh, we should have asked bad. her. What, she's got three boys. We should have asked her what kind of mother in law she's going to be. But maybe should we say that? Mm. Oh. I am going to be the best mother in law ever. <laughs> she, she, I am. There's going to be requirements gonna, for those wives there, though, that are there gonna are gonna already coming in. I'm already like, I'm going to tell you already, what hers are. There are already requirements. <laughs> I get it. I get it too. Oh, my goodness. Because she wants those boys to stay close. I try to be the very best daughter in law I can be. Oh, you're a great you know, daughter-in-law. You're a fabulous because daughter-in-law. Because you are. I have to say so, that. You yes. are an amazing so daughter-in-law. I hope that the Lord blesses me with daughter, daughter-in-laws that mm-hmm. you are just, yeah. you know, like, yeah. love me the way I love my mother-in-law. Yeah. Yes. Well, your mother-in-law so, is easy to love, She is too. easy to love. She is easy She's to love. She's sweet and wonderful. So, yeah. But still, mm-hmm. I mean, so, you've wrapped yeah. your arms around you guys. I mean, like, yeah. I've always so, thought of that about yeah. you. You're an incredible yeah. mother so, or daughter-in-law. You're God really good. I my sons bring mm-hmm. me yeah. three really, really good ones. That's right. Really I, I remember, um, sorry, some of these stories are coming back to me. <laughs> okay. She's got to leave soon. She I has know. a kid to pick up. Have to, okay. Not until 1130. Um, okay. So, so she, um, she wasn't sure. You wanted a girl for a while. And then you have Baron. Yes. Three boys. And yes. you're like, okay, I'm just going to be a boy mom. And I think it was my daughter that convinced you that being a boy mom was a good thing. Yes, it was. It was Bella. <laughs> She convinced me of that. One day, Debbie, it was so funny because Debbie. This um, is when we were sharing an office. We were sharing still. an office. And Bella had done something. And um, so Debbie. Bella's like three or four. Yeah, she's probably four at the time. Like done something to like get in trouble, done yes. something. Yeah, I mean, nothing bad. But well, Debbie. I mean, just yeah, that age yeah, group. Yeah, that age. And Debbie had corrected the behavior and was like, Bella, now mommy doesn't want you to do that. So let's not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But she was kind of like, Debbie was kind of like done at this point. Yeah. Like, don't do that anymore. I was firm. Kind of thing. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was. So I don't even remember what it was. It was, it was anything major, mm-hmm. you know, but okay. Yes, yeah, she needed to stop it, whatever right. it was. Well, a couple of days later, um, Debbie had walked out of the office and was doing something. And I walk in and Bella is doing whatever <laughs> Debbie had told her not to, to do. do. And I just simply reminded her. I was like, hey, Bella, like kind of like, hey, between me and you. Yeah. I believe the other day your mom told you like not to do that anymore, didn't mm-hmm. she? And she looked at me and her eyes got as big as saucers. So great. I could see the child's emotions from her toes, and she just started shaking from her toes to her knees to her hips to her shoulders, and she, and then all of a sudden, the tears just burst from her eyes, and she was like, and I was like, and I just kind of looked at her, and I didn't know what to do. I just stood there, and I was like, at that moment in time, I was like, dear God. I know why I don't have daughters. Because at this point, somebody would be on Prozac. Me or her. Because I can't I cannot live with this every day of my life. I was like, I I mean I mean, because you know, my tone with my boys would have been totally different. Absolutely. You know, for sure. You know, I'm about to jack you up because you are disobeying me after I said not to. But I was just kindly Uh reminding her like girl to girl, like "Hey." hey. Remember? And she was like, I'm going to cry on you. And at that point, <laughs> it took everything 
I had, I didn't know if I should did you, cry with you, her yeah. or bust out laughing. Yeah, what did you do? <laughs> I was just like, oh, dear God. I was like, well, let's Daddy, just go. Daddy, your kid's I'm crying. Like, let's just, I'm just like, let's not, not my fault. I'm like, I'm like, let's, I'm like, let's just not do that anymore. Here's a tissue. <laughs> Okay, you go in your mom's office because I'm going to go in mine and shut the door down. <laughs> like, I'm like, I cannot. It's making me too uncomfortable. I cannot deal with that. So, anyway. So, that was so the funny. point when I knew. And I didn't, yes, that you were that like, oh, God gave me boys for I a reason. I to be a, a boy mom. So, That's awesome. Anyway. That was hilarious. It's funny how he used and the I child. Well, and I didn't, you told me about it later because by the time I came yeah, back, she, she was, was fine. fine. <laughs> she was fine. But usually they are always mm-hmm. fine. But it was just, yeah. I don't know if it was because she got caught or if it was because she was shocked that I said something, or I reminded her, yeah. And or at that moment, she thought, "Oh my God, she's going to." My tell kids my mom. were always really good for everybody. I think they're they're just intimidated by other people, and so huh. I think it was legit. Like both, probably. I got mm-hmm. caught shoot and yeah. all of the above. Oh, somebody, all of the above. Yeah. I think all yeah. of it goes. It you was know. just funny. It was so funny. <laughs> it was but funny I just, more confirming on your end it was to be so, like, "Man, I don't." I don't it get was this. so yeah. confirming yeah. for me, like which oh, I'm glad. I'm glad we yeah. can be part of that confirmation process yeah. that God put yeah, in your you life know. all the time <laughs> so great and it was hey awesome. okay I gave you boys and that's here's right. why fabulous uh-huh. yes. yeah. and they're great boys yeah they're good boys they are but that's they true though you so often see that in other kids where other kids do stuff that you're like oh gosh I'm glad yeah yeah whatever and my kid doesn't do that or yeah. it isn't I this mean, way it, or we'd have to God move a mountain to make my kids cry yeah. like they just don't I mean Brock's not a crier mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Out of all three of them, which one's more emotional? They, they, they get mad. Oh, they'll they're get, more mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll get mad. Yeah, 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 yeah But yeah. They, they're not just going to be sitting here like, you hurt me. Well, like, no, So you don't have that right. girl, that yeah, girl no. you know, yes. how girls are more, yes. like, feely, touchy-feely. See, so I don't yeah. I don't deal with that well. No, because we don't I don't do that well in our house between either. Between a husband and three boys. I think Gentry boys. was going to cry yesterday, and I looked at her, and I was like, why are you crying? Yeah. She was like, Creighton. I go, because Creighton was mean to you because you were being the turd, and you could see her just kind of go, Oh, yeah, let me stop crying. Like, that's more my fault than it yeah. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got to watch that. Yeah. They'll use those tears, though, against you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can be a tool to manipulate. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, for sure. But not your daughter in that situation. That's not what we're saying. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? No. They could. I don't no. think she No, was. I don't. No, and that wasn't no. typical that for you. Yeah. But it was typical it was of her to be sensitive. Yes. In the she other was very way. sensitive. And we did I have to work on that. for that. Good. So, anyway. so well, our this kids are so aging. Fun. Everything's, you know, we've been now. I mean, we've all been on staff here for. Well, okay. Christy's new to staff, but not new to I'm church. I'm very new to staff yes. compared to y'all. And then we should have a podcast with you, like as the person in the hot nope. seat. In Let's, years, you can do that. <laughs> in years, we can do that. <laughs> and even if you don't attend our church and just listening, going, this is what this kind of ministry means, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not yes. just about. Ministry well, isn't humans. just a job. We this are is a humans. great way to we're show that perfect. people that are serving yeah. your church are humans. For mm-hmm. sure. They have a passion. They have a heart. They have a soul. Yep. Even like you said, what's a lot, what do you think that people get wrong about you is that you're you're softer than you think you than people think you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kinder. And we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. Sinners. I think sometimes they, yeah, they the velvet hammer. 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 Yeah. I know. That was good. Yeah, the velvet hammer. Right. Yeah. That's it about was good. where I'm at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> yeah, that's about what you'll say about me. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. That's awesome. That was a good one. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, that is it from us today. Thank you, Kay, for being here. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you coming. You it wasn't did. as bad as you thought, right? Not as bad Hopefully. as I thought. Okay. You know. We just made you cry a few times. Just made me cry a few times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I do that anytime. She was a mess real. when she got the invitation to come on the oh, podcast. She anytime was a I have mess. to get real, I just, I'm like... 
That's good though. I'm not I'm not that deep of a person. You are that deep. You're I just around a bunch of boys that yeah, you don't get a chance to be deep. So. It is but part you of that are. whole thing you're saying yeah. with you people are. thinking you're harder than you are. You're so, the reason yeah. you're softer than people think is because you are that deep of a person. Yes, you, you are. have Probably. deep relationships and you've got friendships, convictions, and morals, and I try. And the world hurts you too. Yeah, like all. Yep, we're all there. We're all there. We're all there. All right, everybody. Well, this is Noisy Narrows Out. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Life can be amazing.